When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club Club 400 podcast is on the air, and today we are live at Randall Roadhouse, one of my favorite places of all time. William, have you? How many chicken wings have you ate over there, William? One hundred and eight. One hundred and eight, William. That, that's a perfect Just number. Just a random number. One hundred and eight. And we are drinking Club 400 lager along with the CLB crew with Jesse here today, and. There's a good little crowd here, and this is our first beer release party. It's also our first live, not at Club 400 podcast. I know. And I think, Are you nervous? No, I, I'm having a good time. I mean, I'm on my second beer, and we have a, a great guest today, uh, a guy I recently met. He came out to the Contreras party. Uh, what, what, what was the temperature? I think the temperature was 108 degrees. <laughs> it, was, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. And uh, this is our first show since the uh, event. It was a great event, and uh, it was just very hot. Let's put it that way. Carlos Sobrano, I, I think he's... I was, Hopefully we didn't dehydrate him. We had him underneath the tent. I feel really b- felt bad for him. Everyone was drinking the Club 400 ballpark lager, though, so that's good news. Uh, we went through 40 cases of beer. Wow. 40 cases, and that doesn't count the kegs. So. And I only had one and a half, so it wasn't all me. <laughs> Our guest today is... Let me tell you something. I, I met him at the event. He gave me this book, and since then I've been enamored with this book. And the book is called Every Cub Ever. Rick Kempfer is here at Randall Roadhouse. Thanks for coming out, Rick, and um, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the Club 400 beer. It's really good. Perfect. You know, I got a call from Stu last night. I think it was 1130 at night. I was you know, tucked away asleep, getting ready for today's big party. And he's like, hey, go out in your driveway. I've got a book for you, which is funny because I don't know how to read. We'll start there. But he's like, you got to read this before tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. And he goes, no, it's like real short sentences. You should be good. And I'll tell you, I was up for like two hours. I oh, couldn't good. put it down. It's it a book great. for people who don't read. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's my kind of book. Yeah. I mean, well, first, before we get into the book, uh, Rick, let's talk about you, how you became a Cub fan. That's kind of our standard question with every show. I mean, obviously, you're a big Cub fan, a passionate one. So uh, tell us about how it all got started for you. Well, my Uncle Manny is the one who was my gateway drug into Cubdom. He, he lived on Lakewood, which is just a few blocks away from Wrigley Field. And so he was a huge fan. And because he was a huge fan... He turned me into a huge fan. And my, my family is from Germany. They're all, like, off-the-boat immigrants. 
So they didn't really understand baseball at all. And so I was the first one that he kind of indoctrinated into the sport. And I've loved him ever since. My first game was in 1968, and I've been going ever since. Wow. So I didn't know if you know this, but I am also German heritage, and this is a German beer. That's why it's, per- it's perfect All that we right. have Rick here today. Awesome. You know? And I didn't know if you knew this, but I was born in 1968. So, so there you go. <laughs> we all have a lot in common already. <laughs> I was, was very young. You I were very say young. That. All I right. was five. Well, good. All right. Who was your, uh, your favorite player growing up? Well, it was Ernie when I was a kid, and then uh, after that, it was Jose Cardinal. He was really? my favorite because he used to have that big fro, and he'd wear that. He'd have a hat on, but it would be on for like four seconds. And every time he ran, the hat would fly off, and he just had like a, a vibe to him. He was he just was a uh, like a showman type guy. Right. He was fast. He was the leadoff man. He was number one. He had the big fro. He had the uh, best yeah. baseball card ever. He did. Every one of them. Yes, they were all great. <laughs> I got to meet Jose at the uh, Randy Hunley Fantasy Camp. Uh, he's having some health issues, so uh, prayers to him right now. We almost had him out at Club 400. We hope to get him out soon. But uh, and uh, Rick, you've been also, uh, tell us about your career, because you've been in the radio industry for a long time, and I know right now you work for Eckhart Press. Uh, uh, tell us about your career in, in radio. So I... I I was in radio for 25 years. I was at The Loop uh, with uh, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer. I was their producer, and I also did a a nighttime show. And then after that, I went to uh, the Oldie Station, and I was the producer of John Records' Landecker show. And I did that for 10 years. And then uh, when I was 40, uh, we got let go, and I decided I wanted to become a writer full-time. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I mean... We got John over here. I call him the super producer, and it, and he, he, he without him we couldn't do this podcast. But you also have a podcast too, right? Tell us about your podcast. Which, by the way, I've subscribed to it. I've listened to my first episode, and William he will put us to shame, no doubt. <laughs> uh, it's called Minutia Men. It's a podcast that I do with my co-publisher Dave Stern, and it's a show about nothing important. You know, we we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about you know any major issues of the day we just find funny stories and and we goof off for a little Seinfeldish. yeah and we have celebrity guests on every week uh, Last, this week we have starsky from starsky and really Hutch. yeah you got you guys have interviewed a lot of great people i've seen that uh so yeah give these guys a follow i promise you you will be entertained let's talk about the book though because that's why you're here today and this book when did the book came out this year correct it came out in may may of this year and this book, obviously, I read your forward a little bit, but tell us about the evolution of this book because it was, I mean, tell us about the website, too, that you've also had. I had a website called JustOneBadCentury.com because I'm a huge fan. And I, I did, I started it in 2008 because uh, that was the 100th anniversary since the Cubs won the World Series. And I, I was curious, you know, how in the world did this happen? So I started researching past Cubs. And I would go into rabbit holes here and rabbit holes there, and every time I found a story, I etched it down, and I started you know, keeping track of all this stuff. And one year, I decided to feature uh, every Cub having a birthday on that day uh, for the whole year. Well, I realized at the end of the year that I must have written about every Cub ever, because they all have birthdays. Turns out I didn't. There were like 150 that nobody knows what their birthdays were. So I found them, and I put them together, and then I had a book. 
and the research, the amount of time you put into this book, Rick. Uh, yeah. Ten years, you said, right? Ten years, yeah. And I mean, a lot, a lot of you did your homework, obviously. What were some of the great sources that you got to put this book together? So I actually went to the Chicago Historical Society. They have a, uh, they have archives of old uh, baseball uh, magazines and stuff. They have the Chicago Daily News and Chicago Tribune going back to the 1800s. And I actually got microfiche. Remember microfiche? Oh, yeah. I actually looked at the microfiche. I was watch, watching uh, box scores. And I would take down, like, if, if I saw that there was a guy who played, like, one game, I would go up, look up that game. And I'd try to find out what he did, who was playing with him, who was in that game, what was going on that day. And uh, my idea was, instead of focusing on stats, I would focus on stories. And that, that hopefully I found some. So for the listeners out there who don't have a copy in front of them, basically it goes from A to Z. Now, how many Cub players are in this book, and it was played from the Cubs, you know, starting in 2019? So there are 2,191 entries in here. Gotcha. But they're not all players. I also did, like, front office staff and presidents and uh, broadcasters and that sort of thing. So, But, you know, over 2,000. Yeah, I mean, this book covers from 1871 to 2018, and it tells you, William, how special it is and how not a lot of people have put on, you know, the Wrigley, the, the Cubs jersey and put on those cleats and got on that field. I mean, there's not a lot of people that got to do it. It just tells you how lucky you are if you, if you happen to be able to attain that success in baseball. So how many of the 2,000, how many? 2,191. How many of those do you think you remember the stories? Uh-oh, you're going to test me? Yeah. I think I remember a lot of them. So last <laughs> night when I got the book, the first thing I did after reading for a couple hours was I ordered a Max Flack jersey. Max Flack, okay. Max Flack was the GOAT of the 1918 World Series. He dropped a fly ball that was hit to him that would have won the game for the Cubs, and people think that he may have done it on purpose for gambling purposes. And the, and the Black Sox the next year really believed that he did, and that's one of the reasons they threw the World Series that next year. That, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> that's a good pick. That's impressive. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> and I did order the jersey, though, and by that, the way. And that's Black. the thing. If you're, if you're like me and, and you don't like to read, this is a perfect, uh, let's put it this, I mean, this is a perfect book to have uh, in your bathroom. It's the perfect book to yeah. have at your desk when you need a break and you just want to look up some random player and you know get a little history on it. Tell us about some of the uh, some of the entries that you'll always remember. Some things that took you by surprise or some a player that sticks out in your mind. There were a couple of guys. Um, do you have you heard about the Iroquois uh, Theater fire in Chicago? It was like the it was the worst tragedy in Chicago history. 500 people died when this uh, movie theater caught on fire. And, and it, it caused all the rules to be changed on like fire exits and stuff like that because they didn't have fire exits. There were two Cubs players there that day in that theater when that fire started. And they knocked down the doors and saved lives. Their names are John Houseman and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, you got to look it up. It's in the book. But these two guys were heroes, and they just happened to be there. Wow. 
and, and I didn't know anything about that before that's, I found it. In that's the awesome. By the way, uh, Rick is going to give out his personal cell phone number <laughs> later in the show. So if you have any questions at any time about anything Cubs, he is the guy. To call. Yeah. You're Bring like, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> I, I found it interesting. You know, I'm a big. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. A lot of listen to a lot of crime ones, but. Uh, you did uh, have some stories of Cubs who received some unwanted notoriety, as you say, uh, shooting victims, murderers, kidnappers, yeah. racist burglars. Tell us about a couple of those guys. Uh, there's a guy named Manny Sion who played for the Cubs in the late 70s, who, uh, with, along with his buddy uh, Mark Lamangello or something like that, I think that's his name, from, he played for the Astros. The two of those guys kidnapped someone and were... Uh, captured, arrested, and sentenced to prison for kidnapping. I mean, that was a story that just happened 30 years ago. I never heard that story while it was happening. I don't really remember Manny Sion playing for the Cubs either, but he did. He uh, briefly played for them. Uh, there's another guy uh, uh, who was shot. Uh, we just uh, featured him this past week. He, uh, he got into a fight in a bar in 1921. Uh, Larry McLean was his name. And the bartender shot him dead. These are, I mean, these are stories you that are really not that well known. No, I mean, that's what's interesting about this book. I, I just love the concept of it, how you could just, you know, you forget. You know, there's guys that played in the, you know, I was finding guys that played in the 90s or 2000s that I totally forgot about. You right. Know? Yeah, minor players, not, not the big stars. Yeah, maybe a guy yeah. who had one or two starts and you never heard from him again, you know? Right. Those were the fun ones to write about, if you ask me, because I remember all the big stars, obviously. And, right. and if you look at it, you're probably not going to get too much more information about, you know, Billy Williams or Ernie Banks or some of these big stars. Right. But you'll find stories like that. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. We that's did have great. some uh, Cubs that served in political office, correct? Yes. John Tenner was, uh, became the governor of Massachusetts. He was a he was a Cubs player, and he uh, he went on to become the governor. How about funny stories? Like one oh. that comes to mind for me is Glenn Allen Hill with the spiders. <laughs> I don't know good. if that was true or not. That's but. not in the book, but that is a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, Kyle Farnsworth punching the electric fan in the in the uh, in the dugout and hurting his arm. Uh, there's a lot of embarrassing injuries. What was the one? Yeah, the embarrassing injury where. I forgot the player's name. We'll see. We're put, putting you the test now. He was in a hotel room and he got mad at the people making too much noise. And he punched a wall. Yeah. And he never played again. Yeah, it was uh, Randy Veers was his name. Randy Veers. Good yeah. old number. <laughs> I don't know the numbers. Randy Veers. <laughs> Anybody knows Randy Veers' number? Come on up and get a free koozie. But there are, you know, Mike Harkey. Remember Mike Harkey? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was injured doing handsprings in the in the outfield just to entertain the bleacher fans, and his career was over after that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Really, the Cubs covered it up. You know, they didn't want people to know. Well, yeah, Bob Ibex, uh, you know, who we've had on the podcast before, the Cubs do a lot of covering up. You know, he told us a lot of cover up stories back <laughs> in the day. Uh, you're planning on updating this book every year, but do you get people that have looked at your book and tell you, like, hey, you might want to add something on to yeah. Steve Trout or something like that? Yeah, yeah. A lot. Uh, actually, Steve Trout uh, came to one of my book signings and told me that I have something wrong in here. There's a story in here about him getting into a burrito-eating contest that he said was not true. 
And I said, well, I, I've seen the video of your teammates talking about that contest. He goes, oh, all right, maybe it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Steve Trout, I think. Uh, right. The, the rainbow. Yeah. We, had, yeah. we had the rainbow out at Club 400. It was yeah. actually game five uh, in 2016 against the Giants. And he said, Stu, I, I got this poem I want to read for you. And he's like, can you get everybody at the party's attention? And I want to go behind the, par, the bar and read this poem. And I was like, are you kidding me? And, he, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, sure, no problem. Party was going on a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Stu, I really want to read this poem to your, your friends and family. So I had to get everybody's attention. We got Steve Trout behind the bar, and he did a poetry reading at Club 400. Was unbelievable. What? Wow. Yeah, uh, and I was like, there have been some crazy things at Club 400. Oh gosh, it was Dwight Smith saying the national anthem national before, anthem, yeah. which he did once at, at Wrigley Field as yeah. well. So good stuff. I always remember the rainbow left. The Cubs were losing that game, obviously, and then they came back to win. You know, and I called Steve on his way home. I said, "Thank God you left, man. The Cubs just came back and won the game." But. Uh, <laughs> I have but, a question. You said you were, uh, a few minutes ago, you said you're going to add to the book every year. Yeah. How does that work, like from a publishing perspective? Well, uh, you know, we have, uh, getting to the weeds here, but there is a, it's like a template that we have already, the, pub, the, uh, the press has, and then I will just uh, put all the new ones in. I'll, uh, you know, the other thing is you have to update the guys that are still there. Like, right. You know, what happened in 2019. Dude. Right. Chris Bryant or whatever, right. so you got to update all that. He was traded just five minutes ago. No, <laughs> Please don't even joke about that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but then you know it's really a not it's not that difficult to do. Then and I'll just send them the new file and they'll print it up. So then they produce new books each year. Is yep. That, yep. Yeah, that's that's, that's really really cool. the plan. We'll okay. see. Uh, cool. See how long I can do it. And this is the ultimate compliment book uh, for Cub Sessions, the book that uh, yes. Randy Richardson and Becky Suarte, which we gave away at our last event. And I can promise you this, William, uh, Rick will be back at Club 400 because this is the type of book, right, is perfect to include with a Club 400 ticket. I mean, this is something that I think if you're a Cub fan, you need to have this book. And I'm not just try say, trying to say that. For because Rick, and right public, yeah, I know because he came all the way <laughs> out here to, for today. But this is a fun book. I don't, you know, I've read a, three or four books in my life. You know, this book, I read The Rock, I read uh, The Rock, Know Your Role, uh, I read uh, Andre Dawson book once. Uh, Where the red fern grows, <laughs> maybe back in the day. But what, what are the three or four books? But this book is uh, going to be a mainstay for me, the podcast, and, and, and everybody else. Uh, and now you're also doing talking about maybe doing bear other books with the same kind of format correctly for other teams yeah that's what i'm working on right now is every bear ever so we're working so hopefully uh that's going to take you know a couple of years the one thing is I don't, i'm not really worried about somebody stealing the idea because it's so much work oh so labor intensive yes, I can't even. Exactly. in fact i hired a guy to do every red Sox ever and he Worked on it for like two weeks, and he called me up the other day and said, I, I'm out. This is too hard. This is too hard. It's too hard. That's like John has done that to us a couple times, producing. Stu and I, he's called a few times like this. I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. <laughs> Stu's all over the place. His volumes go up and down. You guys drink too hot, too much during the right. podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What I, was, I was talking to Rick at the party. I think it was you, Rick, about uh, – when you guys doing your podcast about you know podcasts that never made it out there because of uh, you know maybe recorded 
wrong or whatever else. And I guess there's a running joke with Minutia Man, correct? Or yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of a technical moron, um, and I'm in charge of of doing the technical end of it. So the the running joke is that I'm a moron. So you know, <laughs> it sounds good, but we have somebody who makes it sound good after I turn it in. Right, and that's Sean Frost. That's Sean Frost, and I think that was a direct dig at me because I have personally screwed up two of our shows and a third one, which is in the vault, and we were asked not to let it out, which will be coming out sometime soon. Oh, yeah, exactly. The hidden tapes. Yeah, the hidden tapes. We're, we're kind of like Prince in that yeah, way. we got right. our vault with I love it. some extra stuff. So I would see the research, you know, you went back to old newspapers, but... Uh, did you have a lot of um, interaction with former players, too, while writing the book? I, I talked to about a dozen of them or so. I talked to uh, Carmen Fanzone. Remember Carmen Fanzone? Oh, yeah. He was a infielder in the 70s. He told me a great story about Joe Pepitone, which I did not put in this book, but it'll be in the next. That could be, be an, entire, an entire book. I, it's great, a great stories story. about Joe you, Pepitone. Hey, Rick, did you know uh, Joe Pepitone came over to Club 400 one night? He did. He really? Oh my gosh! Let's ask Stu's mom about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Sue oh, McVicker. Did he hit on your mom? Well, that's just—he gave my mom an autograph she won't forget in the oh. Foxy Lady magazine that came out in 1960. <laughs> the centerfold. Oh the centerfold. yeah, that's yeah. right. I yes. forgot about that. Wow. Man, you need to put that in this book. Yeah, I do. The centerfold. He was a uh, yeah centerfold in the Foxy Lady magazine. He actually Yikes. he kicked me off our own podcast. I was introducing him and he didn't want to hear anymore. I was giving oh, really? some you know some good good info about him, <laughs> some of his positives and stuff, and he's just he he was quite the character. I thought Ray Burst was going to kick his ass. To be yeah. honest with you. Wow, <laughs> All right, you guys have more fun on your podcast than I have on mine. Well, you know he. Uh, so the story is, you know he would, could never be seen without his toupee, right? And he wore a toupee even when he was playing. He had games. two different ones, we yeah. found out. Right. <laughs> one one under the Cubs hat and one right. in his hotel room. Yeah. And, and that uh, fan zone was telling me there was one day there was a pop-up, and it was a really windy day. And Joe had, you know, he was playing first base, and Carmen was playing second base. And the ball went up in the air, and, and Joe uh, was holding his hat down instead of going for the ball because he didn't want the wind to blow his hair and hat off. So Fanzone had to save him by catching the ball. Wow. But the funny story is the one time he saw him without the toupee was in the shower. He said he only – Joe never took a shower after the games because he didn't want anyone to see him without the toupee. One time he did, and he said he looked like a 90-year-old man because he had super long hair except nothing at all on top, <laughs> like a uh, – who, what's a good example of someone who who has that? Like a Larry David used to do that, right? That? Right. Not a good look. Yeah. yeah. So that that's funny. Yeah, yeah, he told some good stories about that toupee when he was out at Club Four. He, he has a sense of humor about it now. Yes. Yeah, but at that time, that he time did he didn't. Yeah. Right. right. Well, yeah. you got a copy of the book. I want you to just flip to a random page and read a, you know, read a specific about a specific player. There. I will. Charlie Newman. Remember Char good old Charlie Newman? When did he play? 18, oh, he played Colts. Yeah, the, the Cubs were the Colts the back Colts in the 1890s. Colts back in 1892. Yeah. All right. The left fielder named nicknamed Decker got a grand total of 62 plate appearances for the Cubs, then known as the Colts, in 1892 and never played a big league game again. 
Charlie played minor league ball in the Midwest for most of the 1890s. After that, he became a police chief in Wisconsin before settling out in San Diego. I mean, now, how awesome. do you, how, yeah, how do you find that out? <laughs> I think I found his obituary okay. when wow. he died, and it was all in microfiche. There. That's yeah. the first time there's been a microfiche <laughs> reference on Club 400 podcast. I like bringing you guys up. I love it. Yeah. I love love that. Well, yeah, why don't you, we'll do a couple. Flip to another page. Right. This is fun. I, I find this interesting. That's why I love the book. You know, one other thing I do in the book is I, I look up historical events, like, you know, anything that happened really between April and October and any time in history, like, you know, the, when we dropped the atom bomb, stuff like that. And then I looked to see what the Cubs were doing on that day, and then I included in the book just to put a little context into right. whoever play, whatever player was doing something. Here's a good one, and we've probably, more people have probably heard of this guy, Bob Howry. Oh, oh, yeah. oh wait. The Eric, guy, the Eric guy, McVicker, yeah. Yeah, Eric who's thing? in the house, Eric McVicker. Got a hit off Bob Howery at uh, Randy Hunley Fantasy Camp. Randy oh, Hunley really? Fantasy yeah. Camp, yes. Wow. He struck me out on three pitches. Rick, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, then we'll move on. Do you know that he is the last player in major leagues to, to have the name Bob, to go by the name Bob? Ever since he retired, there hasn't been a Bob. Really? Isn't that a weird? That is, no, that's crazy. Yeah. There's not one guy that's went they, by the name of Bob. some guys who are like Robert or Robbie or whatever, but nobody goes by Bob. Wow. Huh, I have to let Bob know that. I got him on my salt. Yeah. You, do you remember growing up, though, they used to have those Sports Illustrated posters of guys that people, you know, kids would hang in their rooms and stuff. Everybody had, like, Rhino and all that kind of thing. Not this guy. I had Jack Hayden, who was a member of the 1908 World Series team. <laughs> remember Jack Hayden? Very obscure. Uh, I don't probably remember. don't. He didn't yeah. play much. He was part of the 1908 World Series team. He had 200 in 11 games, sweet numbers. Some of the guys today are, you know, trying to, to play with that. The Hayden line, I think they're calling it now. <laughs> but he played with four Hall of Famers. He did. He played right field, and he filled in when the Cubs were suffering a rash of injuries to their key players, those four Hall of Famers. And one, of, one of the guys, who's the, uh, his name was Heine Zimmerman. He was on that team. He was the third baseman. Uh, and he, he filled in occasionally at other infield positions. He and the right fielder, Jimmy Sheckard, got into a fist fight in the clubhouse one day, and Heine Zimmerman grabbed a bottle of ammonia and threw it in his face and temporarily blinded him. And at that time, the Cubs were playing at Westside Grounds, which is right next to Cook County Hospital. And if they hadn't gotten him to the hospital, uh, you know, really quickly, he would have been blinded. And that's when they brought up this Jack Hayden guy to replace the guy really? who got the ammonia thrown in his face. Wow. That's incredible about. stuff. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Buy this book. If you're a Cubs fan, you need this book. If you come to our next big Club Hunter event, you're going to have this book. Let's talk about Adam Greenberg, since a lot of us know about him. But I thought it's an interesting story. And he's still around. He plays in the uh, uh, Pulaski softball tournament every year. And uh, he embraces... Uh, his story. What, what was that story, Rick? So he, he holds the record for shortest Cub career, which was one pitch. He, he came up uh, in 2006, I think it was, uh, at the same day that Matt Merton, the two of them came up together, and he went up to bat uh, and dug in, his dream finally being realized, and all of a sudden the pitch comes in, hits him right in the face, 
knocks him out cold, and he's out. And he and he never came back to the Cubs. That was it. That was his entire Cubs career. He did come back and play for one at bat for the Marlins like ten years later as like a publicity stunt. Wow! But that was that's that's right. I, re- I remember that he came back. Yeah, it was a publicity. Stunt. What do you know about John Baker? John Baker, the ex-Cub uh, catcher. Yeah, that yeah. Very same. Uh, he uh, is more famous for his pitching than his <laughs> catching <laughs> or his hitting. You guys are tied in with him, right? Does he do stuff for you guys? We're going to John Baker Day, I think, next next yeah. week. John, uh, Danny Rocket with San Ranto, who we just had uh, on our opening. Um, they have a holiday for John Baker, and they usually do it for a charity. This year it's for battered women, uh, Chicago battered women. Uh, he and had, he actually, I was going to say, he actually um, pitched and then scored the winning run in the same right. game. Right. That's in a one nothing. Extra inning affair. Now he's Nobody's really sure how many innings it was because Danny got so drunk in his song, <laughs> I don't think he remembers what inning it ended. Right. He's good, by the way, Danny. I saw him playing at your uh, Yeah, he's your funny. Uh, John Baker, obviously right now still working for the Chicago Cubs as the mental skills coordinator. Uh, a really good guy. Uh, William, pick one more guy in that book. That's just randomly. He put the book down. I said, yeah, just pick yeah, it up and random and one more guy. All right. Let's go hey, do, with. Wait, do, uh, let me ask you a question before well, you pick a good one. But um, Leo DeRocher, he, uh, is he in the book? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, he plays, right? All the managers are in there, too? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. We're a lot of Leo stories. I know that. Oh, yeah. With another catcher, Sandy Martinez. Sandy Martinez caught uh, just one season, really, for the Cubs. But he was the catcher on the day that Kerry Wood threw the 20 strikeouts. Really? Yeah. Do you was, know that, Stu? I actually do because, you know, I'm a Cub fan, William. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. And I'm done. <laughs> and it's over. Well, you know, I don't know if Rick knows this, uh, but we were, the, we were the originators of the We Got Wood t-shirt. Oh, I did not know that. That put us in jail. Did you get uh, Sandy Martinez to autograph one of them? I should. That would be worth a lot if you could get them both. The battery. And and Kerry Wood was obviously our first guest ever uh, as far as a player at Club 400. And one of my favorites of all time Yeah, uh, as far as a person. He's just a great guy, and I love what this foundation does. In fact, William, we're going to do a podcast about their foundation because I don't think enough people know exactly what what they do. And I think it's um, – it's just I'm, you know I was there I, I was there for the twenty strikeout game. You and uh, everybody else in well, this so bar, Rick. This is exactly what Kerry <laughs> Wood said to me. I because you know I'll tell you the story. I was working at a radio station, and we were uh, and doing a morning show. So I used to go to a lot of afternoon games because you know the morning show and so no, no joke. You really were. I really the was okay. there. Gotcha. I mean it was a it was a historic day too because we got fired that day. And I took my two uh, producers with me, the two assistant producers. I said, you know what, let's just go have a few beers. Let's go to the Cubs game and, you know, drown our sorrows. And we didn't realize what was going on until, like, you know, the sixth inning or so because we were hammered. I mean, hammered. <laughs> and then we, you know, we started Perfect guy for out, our show. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so we started figuring out what was happening, and then, it, you know, came, became very exciting after that. A few years later... I was working on a radio show at WGN, and Kerry Wood came on, and I said, I told him this story. I said, you know, hey, by the way, I was there uh, for your 20 strikeout game. He goes, I have met 30,000 people who said they were there that right. day. 
And then I think there were all, the attendance was 11,000. So, you know, somebody's pulling my leg. I was not there, but I did watch it on TV Live. So I got that going for me. What's your wife think about this, Rick? I mean, she thinks I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. <laughs> well, we think you're pretty cool because um, we're nerds, too. But let me ask we're you this. We're all cub nerds. Where, where can pe- what's the easiest way for people to get the book? Uh, go to everycubever.com. Okay. Uh, the company is EckhartsPress.com if you want to find it on our website. And, you know, we, I do events all over the place. Uh, I'm going to be in Elgin uh, August 2nd. Uh, doing a uh, thing at the library there, but you, you, you'll find me everywhere. Follow me on Facebook, and you'll see it. And Eckert Press, you guys have, besides Cubs Session, you guys have some other awesome Cubs books, correct? Uh, well, we have 50 books that we've published, but those are, oh, yeah, we do have another one. We have uh, Diary of a Wrigley Field Usher. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Wrigley Field Usher. Now, uh, what's that uh, book about, Rick? I mean, it's he about kept, a, uh, He kept track of every day at the ballpark, and he would write little notes, uh, and he was an usher for 10 years or so. And saw some pretty incredible things. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, we need to get a hold of that guy for a future yeah. podcast. I'll get him for you. One more time on your podcast. Where can people go to hear that? Manushaman is at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Okay. Uh, it's also at a, you know, Stitcher and Google yeah, Play all, and all, all that. All the places. Yes. So I want to get, we'll end it off like this, Rick. What do you think about your 2019 version Cubs? Well, you're asking me on a bad day, Stu, because yes, I watched the game last night. We're ta- we're taping this on a day that after the uh, Brewers game, the Brewers first game against the Brewers, and I was screaming at the TV last night. I don't do that very often. I'm not that guy, but I was last night. I was very upset. So I'm I'm hoping they pick up somebody at the trade deadline because our bullpen stinks. They yeah. do. It it really does. It was very you know some losses hurt more than others. Last night, you could tell the crowd was into it, and the Cubs, you know, stroke has been off, and it was just a bad game. It's, yeah. But that's the great thing about baseball. That's what I love the most about it is that tomorrow is another day. Hopefully, they could turn. That, that, that's what life's all about, if you ask me. You might have a terrible day, and then the next day you might win the lotto. I mean, not really, but you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, Right, William? True. That's right. Like sometimes that's you look right. in the mirror, and you think you look ugly. The next day, you look in the mirror, and you look, you're the prettiest guy around. Yeah. You know? So, like. I took all the mirrors out of my house. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) The book is Every Cub Ever. The author, Rick Kemper. Rick, thank you for coming out today. Appreciate it. We will see you more. We will see you at our next big event next year because everybody that comes to the next large Club 400 event is going to get a copy of this book. All right. And by then, I'm going to really do my homework, (laughs) and I'm going to – I won't match Rick. But I'll be pretty close to it because I'm going to try to memorize some of these things. Random Cub facts. I appreciate you guys having me on, and you guys do uh, great work and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Club 400 Podcast, thanks for listening. We will see you next week with a very surprised guest, somebody, somebody who was a part of the biggest play in Chicago Cubs history. Make sure you listen in. And remember, all our episodes are timeless. We don't talk about what happened during the game. We don't talk about stats. We talk about you guys, the fans of the Chicago Cubs and the players of the Chicago Cubs. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Shame.